You're listening to the Earthworks Podcast with me, Hannah Elizabeth, a weekly podcast about anything crystals, hippies, conspiracy theories, and spirituality. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Earthworks Podcast with me, Hannah Elizabeth. And if you're new here, welcome. This is a weekly podcast where I talk about crystals, spirituality, and hippies. And speaking of hippies today, we're going to be taking a flashback to Woodstock of 1969, which I'm really excited about because I have a huge interest in hippies and especially Woodstock. If they had one now, I would 110% go. I know it would be very different from the original one, but I would still go because I just love Woodstock and I go to all these little hippie festivals we have around my house and stuff like that and I would love to just go to a very big long festival. I think it would be so much fun. But anyways before we jump into that I'd like to give you guys an update on the camper that we got recently. In my last episode I did talk about this camper where we were kind of at how we got it. So if you're interested in hearing a little bit more about it Go ahead and listen to the previous episode, episode 5. Right now, we're just kind of like in the decorating stage and still picking at little things that need to be fixed, which I'm loving because I love to decorate and since we have come such a long way, it feels so good to be able to look at pictures and videos of when we first got it and then what it looks like now because you can just see that we got so much accomplished and if you would like to see that and our process please go and find me on tiktok at earthworks hannah because i do post videos of what we are doing in the camper like time lapse and things like that so that's really fun to go and look at especially if you're interested in seeing what we're doing so before we actually jump into this episode and if you have listened to my previous episodes I'm sure you know now that a grounding meditation is something that I really like to do in the beginning of my episodes. I really like when we can just ground ourselves and just get ready for what is going to be coming forward, what we're going to be listening to, what we're going to be seeing, what we're going to be doing. So let's go ahead and do that because it is very important to ground ourselves and I know a lot of us do not set aside the time to do that. This meditation is going to be pretty quick. We're just going to take two deep breaths. We're going to inhale through our nose and exhale through our mouth. And while we're doing that, I just want you to think of how you're feeling mentally and emotionally today. If you're feeling good and happy or if you're feeling kind of angry and sad out of it, maybe the weather change is affecting you depending on where you live. Maybe you're feeling really good because you woke up and had a very motivated morning Just however you're feeling, I want you to really think about it. And I'm going to ask you to please close your eyes. So go ahead and close them now. Unless you're driving, of course. And we're going to go ahead and we're going to start. So go ahead and inhale through your nose. Hold for three seconds. And exhale through your mouth. One more time. How are you feeling? Inhale through your nose. Hold for three seconds. And exhale through your mouth. Just sit there for a second. Be present. 
Think about what you just told yourself in your head. Think about your feelings. Get your breathing to your normal pace. And go ahead and slowly open your eyes. Okay, so now we're going to jump into the pebble of the podcast. This week's pebble of the podcast is amethyst, which I was very surprised that I chose because I was never really drawn to amethyst, honestly, and I think I know why. I think it's because it's purple and I don't really like the color purple. So I think that's why I was never drawn to it, but this stone can be seen in a cluster or a geode form as well as a tumbled stone. Um, This stone is actually found in like the Northern America region and it's mostly found within the United States, which is pretty cool because if you live in the United States like I do, it's cool to just know about a stone that is usually found where you live, right? (laughs) Amethyst is great for offering stress relief, spiritual wisdom, and protection. So really, it is a great like stone for just about anybody because its properties are so general and there's such a wide variety of them but I was just never really drawn to it I don't really 100% know why it's just not my favorite stone I think I have like one little piece of it um on my shelf that I have some of my crystals on I think it's on there but it just was never my my favorite um but you can find this stone at just about any crystal store because it is such a popular stone And you can even find it in other stores sometimes or even tourist attractions. But I do want to warn you, if you are getting any crystal from a different type of store or like a tourist attraction, like a gift shop or something, if you know how to test crystals to see if they're real or fake, please do that. Because I know sometimes stores that are not revolved around crystals and spirituality Sometimes they just don't know how important it is to make sure that the stones are real and you just want to make sure that you're getting a real one so you're getting the properties and you're getting what you're paying for. Um, If you don't know how to test crystals to see if they're real or fake, I will have an episode on that probably in the future but in the meantime if you want to just like look it up, I think you can even look look it up on Pinterest or Google or something just to make sure that you know how to test them. So now, if you guys are ready, which I am, let's go ahead and take a flashback to Woodstock of 1969. Okay, so I personally believe that I attended Woodstock of 69 in a past life because I love everything hippies, so it just makes sense, right? I was totally there. (laughs) But what was Woodstock? If you don't already know, Woodstock was a rock festival where artists, music lovers, and peacemakers would go and celebrate and enjoy a wide variety of music, art, and of course drugs such as marijuana and other types of drugs. Hence the full name, because it was music and art, the Woodstock Music and Art Fair. So what really influenced Woodstock? Well, Woodstock was actually influenced by the idea of raising enough money to be able to build a music studio in Woodstock, New York. They did not know that it was going to be as big of a festival as it was. And you'll hear more about that here in a few seconds. 
Woodstock Festival took place on some farmland in New York on August 15th to August 18th of 1969. So it was about a three-day-long festival. The festival actually started with a bad start as it was originally supposed to take place in Woodstock, hence the name, and Walk Hill, New York, but it was denied. A farmer then decided to open his property up so the festival could take place in Bethel, New York, which was about an hour from the town of Woodstock. After the location was figured out and those in charge of the festival felt, keyword felt, they had enough food and water for those attending, the festival had began. The amount of people that showed up to this festival was insane. Approximately 400,000 people showed up for this festival, which was way more than they had calculated. This led to the festival almost having to cancel about halfway through due to financial reasons as they needed to buy more food and water, which was actually flown in from helicopters as well as tons of sandwiches and snacks and things being donated from outside groups for the attendees. And because of this shortage, one, if not more food vendors, took advantage of this shortage and raised the price from 25 cents a burger to a dollar a burger, which is actually equivalent to about $8.07 today, leading to that food vendor being burnt down by attendees due to anger and outrage at the prices and how they changed. Also, another reason that they had a hard time with money and making sure everyone had food and water is because many performers demanded they were paid cash before they performed, including Richie Havens, Tim Harden, Grateful Dead, Canned Heat, Janis Joplin, Blood, Sweat, and Tears, and of course, Jimi Hendrix as well as about 25 other performers. This led to even less money to be able to purchase more food and water, but somehow they pushed through and they were able to make it work. On top of that, not everyone there paid to attend because the amount of people was so large, it was almost impossible to make sure everyone there had paid and who did and didn't pay. A ticket for the Woodstock Festival at that time was $6. That would pretty much be free in today's time, right? Because of the amount of people, it is said that tens of thousands of vehicles lined the streets. It was about 20 miles long. During Woodstock, it was estimated that about three people died during the festival, two people were drug-related, and very sadly, One was a person who got ran over by a tractor as the person driving the tractor was not aware that he was in the sleeping bag on the ground. More than 5,000 medical incidents happened, while 800 were drug-related. There is also a rumor that children were born at the festival, although there is no proof of childbirth. The very last performer of Woodstock 69 was the iconic Jimi Hendrix, where he made about $18,000, which was double his normal performance rate. He played the Star Spangled Banner, which seemed fitting as the Vietnam War was taking place at this time as well. Many people there were actually seen wearing clothing that denounced the war, they carried posters, and they called for peace.
at the end of the festival, there was a nine-mile-long traffic jam, and once the farm was cleared, there was tons of garbage and debris left behind by the attendees, which is really sad to me because I don't know why people can't just pick up their garbage, right? But anyways, in 1994, so about 25 years after the festival, New York Times reported that tens of thousands of pounds of garbage was still around the farm the festival took place at, even though the organizers spent thousands of dollars on garbage and cleanup crews. So I don't know if they just didn't do their job or what, but clearly they didn't do it right or they didn't do it enough. In the end, the Woodstock Festival made a profit of about $1.8 million, which Sure, it sounds like a lot, you know, but their cost to fund the festival was $3 million, leaving them in major debt, which took years to pay off. $3 million today is a ton. I don't even know what $3 million was like back then, right? And it took them forever to pay off the debt that they were in. In 1999, the same co-creator, Michael Lang of Woodstock 69 actually planned another Woodstock festival, but this one went completely different from the first one, and it led to unforgettable, dangerous, and horrible outcomes, which I will be filming another episode on Woodstock 99 in the near future, so make sure to stay tuned for that. Also, there is many documentaries on YouTube about Woodstock 69, So if you'd like to see some pictures and hear some more facts and details about the famous hippie festival, I really suggest looking those up and watching them, or even if you just listen to them, they really are very interesting and cool to see and listen to. And if you are interested in hearing where I got this information from, stay tuned to the very end of the episode where I will be listing my resources. I hope you guys enjoyed taking a flashback to Woodstock 69 with me. I hope you found these facts and things like that very intriguing, and I hope you found it cool. Um, I know that I found a lot of it cool. Like, I don't understand how there was so much garbage left over if they spent so much money and cleanup crews, and I did not know that there was a war going on at that time. That could be because I didn't pay attention in history class. I don't know, but that was kind of interesting to hear, as well as how many medical incidents happened, 5,000, and 800 were drug-related, which honestly, I'm not surprised, but I am surprised that it wasn't more medical incidents that were drug-related because I know there was a lot of drugs going around that festival. But honestly, if I remember correctly from one of the documentaries I listened to, I believe that the reason there were so many medical incidents was a lot of dehydration because, like I said, they were running out of food and water, and I think most people were getting dehydrated and passing out and things like that. But I might be doing a part two of a flashback to Woodstock in the future. So if that's something you're interested in, please stay tuned as well as my episode on Woodstock of 1999, which was very crazy and a lot happened. So stay tuned for that. And I will talk to you guys next week. Have a great week. Bye. Thank you 
for listening to the Earth Rose podcast with me, Hannah Elizabeth. Please feel free to leave a review to help Earthworks reach other listeners. And don't forget to click the bell icon and to follow this podcast to be notified when upcoming episodes arrive. And you can, as well, follow my Facebook page at Earthworks Accessories and my TikTok at Earthworks Hannah. Until next time, stay groovy, my friends. This episode's resources were musicianshalloffame.com Britannica.com and BethelWoodCenter.org.